Let's turn our Bibles to Ruth chapter number one, or chapter number two tonight, rather. Ruth chapter number two. And um, last week I was in a meeting, camp meeting, and uh, the Lord began to deal with me about this thought. I've carried this thought around in my, just in my mind for several years now, and I, I've never preached on it. To my, to my knowledge, August, August will be 17 years since God's called me to preach, and I've never even preached out of the book of Ruth. I appreciate it. I've just never preached out of it. And uh, the Lord put this thought in my heart last week, or, or reminded my heart uh, in my heart of this thought. And uh, I, God put gave me some thoughts to go with it. And I hope it's a blessing to you tonight. It's real easy just to get up and write down an outline. Amen. Uh, I can alliterate. I can make up things, or not even make up things. I can find things in the Bible. But I love it when God bursts a message in my heart. And that's what I feel like about this. So let's stand for the reading and reverence of God's word tonight. Uh, Ruth chapter number 2, and we'll begin reading in verse number 1. The Bible says, And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband, a mighty man of wealth, of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabitess said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And her hat was to light on a part of the field belonging unto Boaz, who was of the kindred of Elimelech. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless thee. Then said Boaz unto his servant that was set over the reapers, Whose damsel is this? And the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, It is the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And she said, I pray you, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and hath continued even from the morning until now that she tarried a little in the house. Then Boaz said unto Ruth, Hearest thou not, my daughter? Go not to glean in another field, neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go thou after them. Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when thou art athirst, go unto the vessels, and drink of that which the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face, and bowed herself to the ground, and said unto him, Why have I found grace in thine eyes, and thou shouldest take knowledge of me? seeing I am a stranger. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for this book. Lord, thank you for the story of Ruth, dear God. And I pray, dear Father, that you fill me with the Holy Ghost of God tonight. I pray that you give me liberty to preach. And I want to encourage this people. I pray, dear God, that these people will go further with you. Lord, no doubt in the crowd this size, there are sinners that need to be saved tonight. I pray that you deal with sinners. And I pray that you would deal with saints tonight. Lord, I pray that sinners will be saints, or the sinners would be saved tonight, and saints will get on fire for you and be encouraged tonight. Lord, I need you. If you don't touch me, I'll just be talking. I appreciate you, Lord, tonight. I thank you for seeing you, being able to see you in this story, and I just bless your good name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you. You might be seated. Now tonight, uh, it's been said that the story of Ruth, I love the story of Ruth, but it's a very small book, and it would seem insignificant, but it's not insignificant. 
insignificant, amen. If it's in the Bible, it's not insignificant. But at the end of uh, the book of Judges, the, the theme of the book of Judges, I believe, is the last verse in the book of Judges. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. So there was a lot of godlessness in the book of Judges. And, and really, this story takes place during the book of Judges. It was a bad time in Israel. And then we see in the book of First Samuel, God puts His king in the reign. Amen. God raises up, raises up His judge, raises up His prophet, and He raises up His king. And we see the glory coming back to Israel during the first uh, book of First Samuel. So in between godlessness and glory in Israel, we see a Gentile bride. Amen. And I, I could preach there all night, but I sure do like it. Amen. But I get to the book of Ruth, and I see in chapter 1 that Ruth grows up a heathen. Just like many of us, Ruth grows up in a godless society. Ruth grows up in a culture full of idolatry and wickedness. Uh, Bible, God calls Moab his washpot. Amen. The, the people of Moab, they were descendants of an incestuous uh, relationship between Lot and one of his daughters. They are a result of drunkenness and incest and a, and a mess. Amen. And that is the result. Of Moab was the result of this. But here, well, I believe you can go back into Ruth chapter 1 and we'll not read there tonight but you can go to chapter 1 verse 16 and 17 and I believe brother Bible we can see where Ruth gets saved can I get an amen she said thy God will be my God and where you go I'll go amen I believe she gets saved now we get into chapter 2 and I believe the theme of chapter 2 is reapers and gleaners amen there are reapers in this field they are the ones taking the big harvest amen and then there are gleaners in this field and Ruth happens upon the right field. Can I get it? Amen. Hey, and and, and uh, what happens is, is she's getting she's right with God. She's saved, and God's guiding her steps. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And I'm going somewhere. I'm just laying the groundwork. Uh, so, but if you can imagine this, she here she is. She lived in a society of of high living and high life, and no doubt they had a good life in Moab before everybody died. Uh, but uh, here she is and she's trying to live for God and she's saved now and all of a sudden she finds out she's got to go do the most demeaning job in Israel. Amen. And uh, what a humiliating thing. Amen. To be to be on the height of society and now she's got to go and she's got to live under the word of God and she's got to live as a widow and she's got to now live and go and glean. And this wasn't begging. It was just about the step above begging. Amen. There was a law of the gleaners in Leviticus and in Deuteronomy and we'll not go there tonight but there is a law of the gleaners and what it states is that the poor the strangers, the fatherless and the widows could all go and glean in the fields when those reapers were reaping they would leave the corners of the fields and they would keep they would keep it to where those gleaners could go and see it wasn't a handout, can I get a bed this was for people that were down on their luck and were having a hard time but they were still willing to work Amen. And that's the problem with our country tonight. Everybody wants a handout. Nobody's willing to work. But the word of God, he wouldn't try the law did not line it up for a handout. The law lined it up for those that fell on hard times would have a place to go and get some food if they were willing to work. Amen. So I, I want to make an application here tonight. And this is what's uh, let me say this after she got saved, there had to have been a a draw to go back to Moab. 
Here's the situation and, and everything's so meager and everything's so menial and everything is so low and, and it had to be humiliating this beautiful young lady going out in the field with the, the widows and the fatherless and the strangers and the poor and going out in those corners and, 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 and on top of that she's a Moabite, amen? Everybody wants to throw up what she used to be and uh, it would have been real easy for her to turn her back on Naomi and more than that turn her back on God and go back to a heathen land and live like a Moabite. She could have went and easily have found her a husband, not lived under the word of God. Can I get a little help? She could have rejected it all. She would have still been saved. I believe that. I believe she put her faith in God. But she could have easily went back to the world and could, would you agree with me tonight hey, that in this day, religion, it just seems like everybody's dying off. It seems like things are just calming down and there's a big pressure. There's a big pull to go back to Moab. Hey, we'd still be saved hey, but there's a pressure to not live under the authority of the word of God there's a pressure to, to not humble ourselves and be gleaners hey but friend of mine tonight I sure am glad that there's a chapter 2 and she doesn't go back to Moab she stays under the authority of the word of God she stays with her mother-in-law and she humbles herself and becomes a gleaner amen I met some reapers in my day, and I'm going to apply this tonight. This is how I want to apply it. I met some reapers in my day. I've been around Brother Sammy Allen, and I mean, back in the 60s and 70s, they said he put his tent up, and thousands of people would come out and just, it's like they didn't have to knock on doors, Brother, Brother Keith. I remember as a little child, I'd hear, go hear Brother Edgar Thomas preach. And they said over in Gainesville, Georgia, in its heyday, he didn't have a visitation. I believe you ought to have visitation. Can I get an amen? I believe you ought to go visit, witnessing it just on Saturday morning. It's a lifestyle, amen. But I believe you ought to have door-to-door visitation. Can I get a good amen right there? You say, well, I, I think the pastor needs to do it. Well, maybe if you'd start doing it, the pastor come too, amen. I've never seen a shepherd birth sheep, but I sure have seen sheep birth sheep, amen. And that's another message, but I believe it's good preaching right there. But I, I, brother, brother Edgar, he didn't have a door-to-door visitation. He didn't have bus ministry. He, 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 he didn't have any kind of outreach. He didn't have no gimmicks. He preached the Word of God, and he had seven, eight hundred people in his church every Sunday. And the power of God, they said there was 32 weeks at one point where they went and had somebody saved every service for 32 weeks at that church. Reapers. I've listened to Brother Mays Jackson after I got right with God, Brother Bobby, Brother Toby Powers over in Bremen. He made me a CD of 43 Mays Jackson. And I probably got in trouble in some places because I'd repeat what Brother Mays would say. Amen. But I'm telling you, he was a reaper. I've read about Brother Percy Ray and Brother Percy Ray going into town. And for seven weeks, he started in the church and it got too big. And then he went to a gymnasium and it got too big for that. And then he had to call for his tent and it ran in in the winter they had to stop the meeting because it got too cold and I'm talking about thousands of people God said I've read about I've met I've sat down with the reapers and, but would you agree tonight and I'm not being depressing but you just follow me tonight I'm wanting to be an encouragement tonight would you agree tonight that it seems like we're just not in the reaping Amen. days anymore Amen, Amen. Amen. And we just shouldn't seem like that they're coming in by the groves. And I understand we need to do more. Amen. But but I, I've read after those old 
writer said, the, the, uh, Brother Oliver B. Green's second man, I can't remember his name to save my life, but he wrote a book called When God's In It. And, um, and Miss Susan, he said in the, in the late 60s, early 70s, it just seemed like that overwhelming draw of God just kind of lifted up off of the country. And I'll tell you what that is. Our country had so much light and they rejected it and rejected it and rejected it. And God's only going to give people light that they're willing to walk into. Amen. England used to be the mission center. England used to be the hub for the gospel. And now England is in darkness tonight. I'm talking about we're sending preachers to England to plant churches. And friend of mine, if we don't get fervent about the gospel and on fire for God, it's going to happen here. Amen. Hey, but you hear me and hear me well. That overwhelming draw just came off of the of the United States of America. And I don't believe it's gone all together. You can go into foreign countries that's never had the light we've had. And I'm talking about they'll walk 15 miles barefooted and to come to church and to seek God. Amen. Hey, but friend of mine, it just seems like those reaping days are over here. And But I want to I wanna say tonight that I'm not a reaper. Amen. I don't claim to be a reaper. But I'll tell you what I am. I'm a gleaner tonight. Amen. You say, are you poor? Yes, I'm poor. Amen. You say, are you, are you a widow? Well, in spiritual life, I was a widow. Amen. You say, are you followers? Yes, in spiritual terms, I was followers. You say, are you a stranger? Yes, I was a stranger from the commonwealth of Israel. I was in enmity with God. Oh, but on that good glad day when God saved my soul, hey, I found my father. I found my spouse. Hey, I'm glad. I no longer am an orphan. Amen. I'm glad tonight that I'm no longer poor. I went down a beggar, but I came up a millionaire. Hey, I'm telling you, friend, but I'm glad that, hey, though the reaping days are over, though the big harvest seems to be gold, I'm glad tonight that we don't have to hang our heads. I'm glad tonight that we can be gleaners. Amen. Amen. We can be gleaners tonight. And that's what I want to preach on. I'm glad to be a gleaner. I want to show you some comparisons here through this book. Are y'all with me? Am I making sense? Don't get discouraged. Lighthouse Baptist Church, I know you ain't knocked the walls out yet. Yet. Amen. I'm not preaching this to give you an excuse to quit. I'm not preaching this to give you an excuse to not go and not win and not, not pray. Hey, that is not the reason for that. But I am saying that though it seems bleak and though it seems tough sometimes, I'm glad tonight that we, amen, that we can be gleaners. Amen. I see tonight in these verses, verse number 3, the Bible says, And she went and gleaned in the field after the reapers, and her hat was to light on a part of the field belonging unto Boaz, who was of the kindred of Elimelech. Nobody told her that, by the way. God does, d- d- directed her to this field. It was the grace of God. Amen. Can I get an amen? She was saved. And she was willing to go where God told her to go. And because she was submissive and humble and willing to go where God told her to go, God put her in the right field. I want to say that the, 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 same reap, the same field that the reapers were in is the same field that the gleaners were in. I'm glad tonight, though we might not be gleaner reapers, I'm glad tonight that we can be in the same field as those old reapers were. I get around Brother Sammy and it, it scares me to death half the time. 
time he'll call me sometimes and say, Chris, amen. Hey, it scares me to death. I think he can tell me everything I've done, amen, 10 years ago. Hey, but hear me, friend. Hey, I'm telling you that the same field that he labored in is the same field we get to labor in. The same gospel that Maze Jackson preached, it's the same gospel we get to preach. Saying, hey, the same harvest that Oliver B. Green was trying to get in, it's the same harvest that we're laboring in tonight. Hey, I'm telling you the good thing about this field is hey, hey, that with the, the, the big harvest may be over, but I'm glad every once in a while we can get over in a corner somewhere and the Holy Ghost will drop a handful on purpose. Hey, you'll come in Sunday after Sunday, Brother Keith, and it seems like the heavens are brass and there's a wall right there and that, that there's nothing happening and it'll go Sunday after Sunday like that. But every once in a while, you'll come in and God will touch you. Every once in a while, the people will get in on it. Every once in a while, folks will fill the altar and people will start getting saved. Hey, tonight, hey, I might not be a reaper, but I'm in the same field as the reapers and I'm glad to be gleaning tonight. Hey, for them handfuls of purpose, amen. Amen. Glad to be gleaning. You say it don't matter now. Everything's dead and everything's gone. Well, my little girl's sitting there saying amen, amen. Hey, friend of mine, listen to me now. These children, they're in the field, ain't they? Hey, they're not saved yet. And somebody's got to keep gleaning. Because one day, Miss Susan, you'll get to, you might get to be in the altar with little Kennedy. And God's a-dealing with her. And have her mama on one side, you on the other. And God might get to be there. And it might seem de- dead sometimes. And it might seem dead sometimes but these babies they're in the harvest these children these young people and if anything I'm going to keep on gleaning because I want to see these kids come to Christ amen I told my wife right after we got married I said you know what if I don't ever reach an adult then I don't mean that I want to reach adults I said but this is what I mean I said if I never reach adults but I can reach them little ones amen That'd be all right with me. Everywhere we go, Miss Susan, I think half the time people, older people think I'm crazy, and that's all right. Most older people are so staunch in what they want, and they don't want to have nothing to do with God. I'm just being honest. Most places I go, that middle-aged group, them older folks, they just don't want to have nothing to do with God. But everywhere I go, there'll be them little kids. And they'll come up and say, Preacher, would you sing the Bible song tonight? Preacher, would you come, would you sing the Bible song tonight? And I can't tell you what that does. I'll get texts and messages and emails and videos all the time. A little kid sitting in car seats in the back seat and their parents say the only CD we ever listened, God help them, I pray for them, amen. That's horrible. But they'll say the only CD we ever get to listen to is yours, Mother Chris, because our kids will sit in the back seat and sing every word. Hey, I'm telling you, that right there's a handful of purpose me. Yeah, they may never write any books about me. No, I may never see thousands saved. But if I could just come and glean in the field and see them little ones on fire for God. Amen. Woo! Hallelujah. I'm glad to be a gleaner tonight. Amen. Gleaners were in the same field as the reapers. But I see you. Are y'all still with me? I, I'm having... Whether y'all enjoying it or not, I'm enjoying it. I'm going to sign my own Bible after church. Amen. I see they're in the same field. But I see in verse 14. Would you read there with me? And Boaz said unto her, At mealtime come thou hither, 
and eat of the bread and dip thy morsel in the vinegar. And look what that next phrase says. I'm about to have me another spell. And she sat beside the who? The reapers. Oh, yes. So you're telling me, Brother Keith, the Word of God is saying that not only does she get to reap or labor and glean in the same field as the reapers, but at the end of the day, when the harvest is over, when the harvest is in, she gets to sit at the, and eat the same food as the reapers. I mean, this little humble Moabitess girl had got saved by the grace of God. It used to be in idolatry. It used to be in wickedness. I'm talking about a product of drunkenness and incest. All of a sudden, here she is, and she went from just a gleaning to sitting at the table, and she sat down at the table, and she looked, and over here, there's a reaper. And over there, there's a reaper. She's eating food she didn't harvest. She's eating food she didn't cook. She's eating food that she didn't prepare. And all of a sudden, she turns, and old Boaz hands her another plate. Amen. I'm telling you, friend, we might not be reaping, but I'm glad to be gleaning, because the gleaners get to sit and eat the same food as the reapers. Amen. Amen. You say, how are you going to apply that? The same Bible that those men of God Amen. and those ladies of God Amen. use right. is the same food I get Amen. to get up and eat every morning. Can I just tell you all, it's been special around the house the last three weeks. I'm talking about God's anchor me in. Brother Bobby, and it ain't always like that. But it seems like every morning I've been opening up the book and it's just been popping off the page at me. You can ask Brother Keith, I've wrote half my messages down on the front row. God will give them to me during the day. God will pour it out on me during the day. I'll suffer on it, meditate on it. And I get here and I just can't shake it. And God says, just preach that. I'm talking about the, the ink still wet on this message. Hey, Amen. Am I telling the truth? Hey, but God's just been pointed out and I got to thinking that the same word of God that spoke to them, the same word of God that they used, the same food that they ate day after day, hey that's the same book that I get to preach tonight it's the same book that's a feeding me, amen hallelujah to God amen, amen it's the same food amen, I get to now I sit down sometimes and I think man it's bad I got to thinking that Brother Mays used to preach out of these books, this book, and Brother Percy used to preach out of this. And old Fanny Crosby, they said that one night she, her fingers got wore out from reading that braille, and she couldn't touch, she couldn't feel the fingers no more. She lost it. She was an older lady, and she lost the sensation in her fingers and couldn't feel it no more. And they said she'd come to the realization, Brother, Brother Keith, that she wasn't going to get to read her Bible anymore because her fingers was given out. And they said that old saint of God, she took and she was going to kiss the Bible one more time. And when she kissed her Bible, she, she realized that she could feel the braille with her lips. And they said for the rest of her life until she died, she'd read her Bible like this right here. She'd read it with her lips. Hey, I'm telling you, friend, the same food that she got to eat is the same thing feeding me tonight, amen. I'm talking about things I hadn't read, things I hadn't harvested. Hey, I'm telling you, I love the Word of God. God's wonderful book, divine. You say that simple preaching. Well, I'm a simple preacher, but I sure am glad I'm getting to eat manna from heaven, amen. Hallelujah. I'm about to bust. Amen. I read about a pressure cooker blowing up on a woman the other day. And I feel like I'm about to pop. Amen. 
Hallelujah. I'm glad to be eating the same food. Amen. Oh, but it gets better. These gleaners, they got to eat the same food. They got to work in the same field. But they had the same foreman. <laughs> they had the same foreman as the reapers. I can't even wear my glasses tonight. Amen. They had the same brother Bobby. At the end of the day, we're working for the same one. We're laboring for the same man. Hey, our, hey, our heavenly Boaz, amen. Did you know that in the first chapter of this thing, that it's all doom and gloom and despair? There are six names mentioned in the first book. I'm the first chapter. But you get to chapter two, and the next name, the number name seven, it named number seven name was Boaz. Oh, man. Hey, can I tell you that Boaz is a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ in this book. Hallelujah to God. He is our kinsman redeemer. Hallelujah. Amen. And I'm telling you it might get bleak like House Baptist Church. It might seem empty some Sundays. But just you remember at the church down there that's running a thousand, if they are doing it right, if they are doing it for the right reasons. But friend of mine, listen to me that you're serving the same God that they're serving with the kids. You're serving the same God. Hey, you're serving the same God that Paul served. We're serving the same Jesus. Hey, that she will stir and serve. We're serving the same Jesus that Brother Sammy served all these years. And I don't know about you, but I'm glad to be a gleaner. I'm glad I got a foreman. He's gracious. He's a loving God. He's a wonderful God. Amen. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah. I ain't got time. Oh, Y'all wear me out tonight, amen. I'm glad to be a gleaner tonight. Chapter 4, I don't, or chapter 3, and I don't have time to preach all this. I don't have time to read all of it tonight. But chapter four, 3, verse 7, we find out that, that, that Ruth gets, the, the gleaner gets to lay at the same feet that the reapers laid at. Amen. Amen. Naomi said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go in there on the threshing floor. This is not vulgar. You hear me? This is not ugly. This is not perverted. Anything that they did in this chapter. But Naomi said, I want you to go. And I, when, when everybody's asleep, I want you to go down there to the threshing floor among all those reapers. And I want you to find Boaz. <laughs> And I want you to lift up the skirt of his garment. And I want you to get down there at his feet. Oh yes. And I want you to I want you to fellowship at his feet. Oh, I'm about to have me a spell again, Brother Keith. Hey, the next day they woke up and Boaz said, Hey, I'm going to bless you. Amen. And they said, the, the, the scripture said she took her veil off. Amen. And he filled it up with the harvest. And can you imagine? The next day she had more she could carry. I mean, she's a staggering walking. Well, she's a staggering walking down the street. And she's full up. She's, she's spilling over. Amen. And one of them people in town said, wonder what's happened to Ruth. Well, didn't you know? She 
spent the night with the feet of Boaz. Amen. And I'm telling you, she's full of She can't handle all that he's put on her. Amen. Wow. You say, Brother Chris, what are you saying? I'm telling you that the gleaners get to sit at the same feet as the reapers. I'm telling you tonight, there's times you'll be up, you'll be down, and you'll be out, and you'll, you'll be empty. Oh, but you climb up. Oh, you get up in the wee hours of the morning. Everybody else is in bed. Everybody else is asleep. And you go in there and you find your prayer place. And you cut, you just wipe you up a place at his feet. And you lay down at his feet and cover yourself with his skirt. And you commune. And you're intimate with the Lord. I'm talking about. And he begins to speak to you. He says, take off that veil. And you, you put your veil out there. And he overloads your wagon. Amen. And the next time you get up to preach, the next time you get up to teach Sunday school, the next time you get around your family, they say, what's going on with him? What's going on with her? You just tell them, I've been at the feet of Boaz. Amen. I've been at the feet of Boaz. I've not told this many places, but I feel impressed to tell it tonight. Emmeline was B2 here in a week or week, a week from Saturday. And uh, she was born that day. I, I just to be honest, I've been, we was in, we'd been in the hospital for three days. Miss Chloe was, they had her on uh, this, this stuff to try to stop her pregnancy or to try to stop her labor. And Miss Susan, she was loopy. She's talking about fried bananas and all kinds of stuff. Crying, I want to be married to you in heaven. You know that verse, they'll be neither given or married. And, and he, she's all tore up. Them stinking Sadducees done made her upset. <clears throat> so me and her didn't have a very good conversation those days. She was trying to rest. And I'd try to sleep some. I had one of them hospital couches that fold out in the bed if you want. I was just using it as a couch and... Over and over, I'd get down. I didn't know what was going to happen. I just to be honest with you, I didn't know if I was going to lose my wife. I didn't know if I was going to lose both the baby. We already knew one of them was passed away in the womb. I didn't know what was going to happen, brother. And I, I, she'd be asleep over there, and I'd get down, and I'd just pray. And I'd get at his feet. And I'd get at his feet. And Brother Keith, that day, as she was in labor... That first baby, she she was delivered and she was still and lifeless and, and all the things that go along with that. And I was heartbroken, but I was worried about my wife and we still had one baby as far as we knew that was alive. And I, I was getting scared and I was worried. I was standing behind her and I was so scared and, and I I was uh, she she gave birth to the, to Emmeline and I, all I could hear was and I, that feeling of fear and doubt went away and you know what I did I went over there where I'd been getting at his feet all week and I pushed me off a spot after I knew she's okay hey brother Keith I went over there and I don't know that God's ever let me worship like I did that day I don't know if I've ever experienced God like I did that day I don't know if he's ever poured it on me like he did that day oh when I got in 
the floor over there. There was probably 20-something nurses and doctors in there. And I was over there just going, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I stood up to go see that baby. They put her in a Ziploc bag. Amen. That's how small she was. And she was doing great. And that old Jewish doctor of Miss Chloe's, he walked across the room. We've been trying to win him to God. And Brother Keith, me and him met in the middle of the room and he hugged me and was a weeping. And we, I don't know if I... <laughs> Woo! I'm telling you, I went over there and looked in that, that crib. They had her under that heat by then. And I got to shouting in my soul. I was worshiping in that room. Hey, I'm glad tonight at the same feet hey, that, that, Paul, uh, that Paul was able to get at. At the same feet that John, the beloved, was able to get at. It's the same feet that I can get at tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> I'm glad tonight to be a gleaner. Amen. I see that they, uh, they was in the same field as the gleaners or the reapers. The gleaners were in the, ate the same food as the reapers. The gleaners had the same foreman. And I hadn't got over that part yet. The gleaners... Got to go to the same feet as the reapers. But I'll look at chapter 4. Don't turn there. I'm just going to preach it. I see chapter 4 that the, that the gleaner and the reaper had the same future. You see, at the end of this thing, they was all heading to a wedding. <laughs> and I know, I know it's, I know the, I know it's Ruth and Boaz that get married. But them, them reapers and them gleaners, they ended up at the same wedding. They didn't know it at the beginning of this thing, but they had the same future. And I'll hear you hear me tonight. I may never see thousands under my tent. I may never see hundreds and thousands getting saved. Hey, I'm glad of the ones God. I'm not minimizing what God's done. Hey, I preach to this about this number every night of my life. And I'm thankful for that. I believe God's called me to the little country church. And if that's all I ever preach to, Brother Keith, I'll be fine with that. But hey, hey those that's preached to thousands, those that's went around the world, those that's seen hundreds of thousands saved, I'm glad tonight we've all got the same future in Christ. We're heading for a wedding. It ain't going to be long that we're going to be out of here and the gleaners and the reapers are going to the same wedding. we got the same future tonight. Did I tell y'all I'm glad to be a gleaner tonight? Don't you hang your head when you, have to say, when you say I go to that little brick church down the road here. Don't you hang your head. This is your corner of the field. This is your corner. Amen. Hallelujah to God. This is your corner. This ain't an excuse to sit down and do nothing. You hear me. If anything, this is, a, this is an excuse to do more. I know it ain't like it used to be. Oh, but God didn't let us be born in that day. God let us be born now. God let us put us here for this reason and this season. Amen. For a time such as this, as the book of Esther says. Tonight, I'm glad to be a gleaner. I wonder tonight, are you doing all you can in the field? When was the last time you got at his feet? Are you doing all you can for the foreman tonight? 
was the last time you just got down and you sat down and ate of the food? Amen. See, we're, we're heading for the same future if you're saved. Amen. I wonder tonight, maybe you're still stuck in Moab. Maybe you're not saved tonight. You're on your way to hell. And you liked what I was talking about tonight. You liked all that. You, you want to you wanna get a part of that. But you never be a part of that. You never be a gleaner or a reaper until you're saved. Amen. Well, Shannon, we all come with a song. I want every head bowed and every eye closed.